Welcome to the Wake and Rake Podcast. My mind, you just wake up and go rake. Featuring World Series champion Will Middlebrooks. High drive, deep left field for Middlebrooks. Back and that is gone. Third home run of the day for Will Middlebrooks. The trifecta has the Red Sox on top, nine to nothing. And MLB journalist Danny Vietti. Vietti here. He's a yeah, right-handed pitcher. He's six five. So you were right. Thinking he's tall. He is pretty tall. From Cottonwood, California. Cottonwood, California. I don't know where that is. I don't know where that is either. Want a chance to be featured on the show? Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm kind of a big deal. Here's Danny and Will. Stay away from there. I'm gonna make pretend. I just don't care. I failed, man. I failed. Two weeks in a row. I didn't say Wake and Rake podcast powered by Swing Juice, number one. <laughs> Secondly, I completely butchered the episode number. I said it was episode 47 last week. This is episode 47. I'm not sure anybody else caught that. So you're probably, you're probably good. Honestly. So I don't know how to count. And that's a problem. I don't even know if that's counting. I think it's more reading. See, I don't know how to read either. You know who doesn't know how to count? You saw John Jay retired, right? Yeah, sucks. He was such a good dude. Did you ever see the clip? He, he did, I, said, I said that like he died. He didn't die. Uh, he He's is alive. a good dude. I said he was. He's not a good dude anymore since he retired. He's very much alive. But did you ever see the clip of him? It was a 3-2 count. Like, he should have gotten ball four. But the umpire had the count wrong, and so he actually ended up striking out. So if you ever look at John Jay's career stats, he should have one more walk and one less strikeout technically because they've completely butchered. Was it like a round number? Did it make a difference? Like, let me check. I'm curious now. Probably. I mean, in my, you know, nine, 10 years. He finished. Nah, 700. Well, no, not really. 716 (laughs) strikeouts and 285 walks. So like how many strikeouts? 716. So he would have had 715. Yeah. Way better. Joey Gallo's uh, on pace for that this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but his team's Joey, far and ahead. Sorry, your Red Sox, man. Joey. Way ahead of your Red Sox. Yeah. Pinstripes are just killing early. Well, that's what happens when um, you have a loaded team like that and they're actually healthy. <laughs> the Yankees, this is what their fans have expected for the last few years. And they haven't been able to put it all together because they haven't been healthy. Garrett, I mean, their their pitching staff's number what second in the league with Team ERA. Garrett Cole's kind of coming back to life after you know losing it without the sticky shit. He got it back and he's starting to figure it out again. Luis Severino back after like fully back after Tommy John, Tommy John. He's been pretty nails. And then their fifth starter, Nestor Cortez, is a one three ERA. So. Jordan Montgomery's doing well tonight as we speak. They've won nine straight, so uh, maybe maybe get to ten. Who are they playing tonight? Toronto, Toronto. big series, yeah, because everybody series. was va- everybody was vaccinated on their team, which was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. That'd be cool if my camera would focus, but it it, it focuses on this camera. I mean, uh, on my microphone because it's in front of me. In sum, I apologize. This is episode forty-seven, as there's a deep drive into left field by. Castellanos. I apologize, but we have a big show on deck for you because we're going to get into the buy or sell. 
a lot of teams that are emerging early on, teams like the Marlins, Angels. How about my Angels, Brooksy? Dude, you called it. You called you the Yankees too. Me. You laughed at me. I did. I mean, I even, really- even even you making that prediction, you were like, this is crazy, but I'm going to go with this. Too right? much talent, man. Too much talent for this to keep happening. And then you bring in Syndergaard, and Lorenzen looks fantastic. Lorenzen has been nails, and – Look, you got the best player in the world back. Well, you know what? In the universe back. And he's reminding you of that. Like, hey, I'm healthy. I've had some good conversations with Trout um, the past couple weeks about the baseballs. Mm. And, I mean, he agrees. These things are dead. And I'm like, bro, you lead the world in OPS and everything right now. Stop complaining. But he's like, no, seriously. Like, we're hitting balls. He's like, I should have more. My teammates should have more. And I've had a front row seat for their Sox. The Red Sox were, or are right now, I think sixth in the league in barreled baseballs. So barrels, which is 90, barrel a barrel is 98 miles per hour exit velocity and between 26 and 30 degrees launch angle. So a barrel is like 70% of the time a homer. <laughs> All right, so they, they're sixth in baseball in barrels. Hard hit is 95 plus. They were like fourth in that. Uh, but sixth in barreled baseballs, dead last in batting average and slugging on those barreled baseballs. So what's that is BABIP. You love BABIP. I, yeah, I do. It's, I mean, it's a good, it tells you if they're lucky or not. It was bad. I mean, they're like yeah. almost last, mm-hmm. like second to last. So bad luck. They're squaring up balls, but they've been superly over aggressive and their chase rate leads the league too. It was like 33% chase rate. And I think on, all those chases, their contact was only like 52%. So not a good – I just threw a lot of numbers at you, but it all makes sense. Bad luck combined with an over-aggressive approach is not good. I already told you I don't know how to count. You told me I don't know how to read, and then you throw a bunch of numbers at me. I know. Bad combination. There. That's on me. Bad teammate move. It's just all jumbled in my head right now, and I needed to, like, get it out. Buy or sell, and then you just touched on it already. Your socks – we're going to do a little panic meter action. How are you feeling on your socks? How about the white socks that are really stifling? They were able to beat the Angels to split the series at home, so they kind of bounced back a little bit, but they don't look great. They've got Luis Robert, but we'll get into that as well. So we got buy or sell, panic meter, but first we have our headlines. You just mentioned launch angle, hard hit percentage, those kind of statistics. On the last episode, I brought up Christian Yelich, and he's hit – home run and back-to-back games where he did this last weekend and last weekend I told you I hit up my buddy who works for the Brewers and I wanted to get an idea of how they're operating organizationally how Yelich is maneuvering because he has to know that he has this hard hit percentage he has to know that he's hitting balls harder than anyone yet his launch angle is one of the lowest in the league and so he's just pounding balls into the ground and sure enough because I always come up clutch and I have great sources. He did get back to me. And he said, to confirm, he said, Yelich has been well aware of this for some time. So as the organization, it's just a matter of adjusting. So it's not groundbreaking so, here. So you brought that up to me. And I, I actually went and looked at some of his swings. I'm thinking, like, is he swinging down on the ball? Is this like an old school swing? He's not. It's point of contact. I think he's just getting the, the ball's getting too deep on him. He knows it, though. Like, this isn't, you know, 
a lot of us know it. Like I said, this wasn't groundbreaking. It wasn't like I solved rocket science here. Right. He knows it though. And so it's really hard to play when you're hitting the ball really freaking hard, not getting the results. And you also know that this, you know, you're getting coaches in one year telling you that you need a higher launch angle. You got your data guys on the other side um, or more traditionalist really saying, no, just keep hitting the ball hard, buddy. Keep hitting the ball hard. The results will show eventually. And then you got your data guys on the other side. So like, it's hard to play like that, but I wanted to give you an update on Yelich because I thought it was interesting that, that is, he's well aware. That's a good, that's a good uh, connection to have. What's his, uh, what are his, what do his numbers look like right now? I'm trying to pull it up. This last week really helped him because power numbers, he only had one heading in this last week. He's now up to 218, three bombs. See, I really thought maybe like the more line drive ground ball guys would start having success since the ball's dead. Mm-hmm. Like, the ball's softer. What's crazy is we're seeing, I'm not, I'm not leaving the yellow conversation, but we're seeing balls come off the same exit velocity, same launch angle, and go 15 feet shorter. Like, it's not even close. Like, there's there's a ton of balls. Hold on, let me pull up. I'm pulling up my conversation with Trout because we had – I was in Boston the other day and we were talking about this. Um, I sent him – hold on. I'm getting to it. I'm scrolling. Okay. So, this was last Thursday, so a few days ago. White Sox Jake Berger hit a baseball 106 miles per hour with a 34% launch angle. Percentage of like batted balls were a home run in 2018, 74% of the time. 2019, that was 78% of the time. 2020, 88% of the time. 2021, 84% of the time that ball's a homer. 2022, 26%. Wow. A fourth? What? A fourth. You said 80%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's about a fourth. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. I don't know numbers. I can't I mean, add. You I cut can't. out, so I didn't understand you. But yeah, a fourth. Um, so, like, the ball's coming off just as hard. The launch angle is the same. It's just not going as far. Yes, it's early. I get that. But we're we're, we're looking at comparisons to uh, April's of other seasons as well. So it's cold weather months you're comparing it to. Mm-hmm. But if you look at these baseballs and you're hearing guys talk about it, they are they are a little softer. The seams are bigger, which gives the pitcher some grip that they're lacking because of no sticky substances. But so when a ball is softer, when the seams are bigger, that means the cover's not pulled as tight. If a baseball's cover is pulled extra tight, it makes the seams smaller because mm-hmm. everything's pulled tighter. The seams have to be tighter, so the seams are smaller. Everything's just pulled. It's like a facelift, like. Somebody needs a facelift, their face is all saggy, right? You fucking pull it all back, it's tight, right? And the seams are smaller on the baseball that way. The bigger the seams, the more wind resistance, the more drag. So I'm thinking, obviously, yes, the core of the baseball is supposedly softer. The baseball is a little bit lighter, supposedly. Some people are doing some studies. Astrophysicists I've been talking to on Twitter who's doing uh, studies on these baseballs these baseballs are lighter. They're lighter and they don't go as far. And you add in the drag from the seams, which is wind resistance. You're getting a big loss in distance. I'm getting super deep on balls right now. Um, I'm surprised. It's it's interesting to me that the league is clearly trying to make a change. And if these are going to be the new baseballs, maybe this is a team, the, the league's attempt to um, fix pace of play. Hear me out. 
Pinchcom is when it's working, it goes well. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have pitch clocks next year, most likely. We might see an, a modified shift, which it will be good for defensive players to be more athletic, but yet there'll be more base hits, more pace of play. It could be a longer game, but there's going to be more action because more base runners, more guys in movement. We might see bigger bases that makes the base pass a few inches shorter, which guys can that, – that's the difference between safe and out a lot of times. So maybe guys run more. But the biggest thing with the baseballs being changed, this launch angle era would be dead because we're constantly seeing guys line out and fly out to the track or just in front of it, and these balls were leaving the parks the last few years. You can't keep that approach at the plate or you're going to hit a buck 50, right? So in the grand scheme of things, now this will take time. I think it's a two to three, four, maybe even five-year process of an overall shift in mindset and approach at the plate, but it might get us back to line drive mentality, balls in the gap, small ball coming back, and not everyone leaning so heavily on the home run. And at the end of the day, it fixes pace of play. Just a thought. At what risk, though? And and I'm all for more line drives, more stolen bases, more activity. Yeah. But now you're messing with – But home runs are careers. fun. Like we, they are, yeah. But now you're messing with people's money, too. That's the thing. Like, you can't just expect these guys to change their approach overnight. Like, there has to be some type of process – where Major League Baseball has to get it passed through the MLBPA, or there has to be some type of negotiation between the two sides. So that's the bullshit. Like, that's the shitty part is the league hasn't had to do anything because they own Rawlings and they can do whatever they want. Um, You look at in Japan and Korea, Japan is the main one, but every year at the beginning of the year, they have a press conference to explain the baseball for that year. They do make changes, but they're very open about it. They cut the baseball open, like all that. And they have a complete presser to explain the baseball for that year, and that is the ball. And I think you'd have less people upset if you were transparent because people – even if you don't agree with it, at least you know what it is now. But you could still change it after you say that, which I wouldn't put it past the the league and Manfred to do that. Um, But I don't know. I – it, we're seeing a big shift in things right now. We're still seeing home runs. We're still seeing some home runs, but guys are hammering balls. And home runs, if they go more than five rows out, it's a bomb. You're seeing, mm-hmm. Notice how many wall scrapers you're seeing. Now, there's also humidors in every stadium now. Fenway actually had one uh, last year, but no one noticed the big – there was no huge dip because supposedly there still had some of the old balls left. It was a mix because of a lack of production because of COVID in 2020 and all that. I know a lot about balls, man. I know a lot. You need to like no get question a my ball knowledge. You just got but, a new um, barbecue. You need to like use it and do something else with your life. It's a smoker, number one. Okay. Um, well. A new barbecue. A barbe- barbecue is a is like a type of food. It's not an action. Is there really going to be that big of a difference between getting a smoker and getting a barbecue? Like, what's the difference? You're cooking okay, so a fry tip. What's you're, you're not hearing me out. What do you mean getting a barbecue? You have barbecue. Barbecue have, is a yeah. type of food. Okay, okay, okay. You're, you're, you're thinking like a grill. A grill, a grill. Okay, so a grill, like a propane grill. Right, that's what I have. Yeah, I know. I'm just messing with you. I knew what you meant. So it just, so a smoker is a, you can make briskets and you can cook things really slowly and like they absorb and the meat, the, the smoke. 
and it just enhances flavor. You cook like briskets, ribs, pork shoulders. You can literally do anything in this Traeger because it's like an adult easy bake oven. <laughs> it's it's like set it and forget it. It's so easy. You got to get one. I might send you my old one. Okay. I'll, hold I'll just ship it. you this 600 pound grill and see if it ever makes it there. Um, but no, it, smoking things is good. Like what I like to do is I'll, I'll smoke like a, if I have like a huge tomahawk steak or something, I'll smoke it first at like, I don't know, 180 degrees, 200 degrees where it's not really cooking it very much. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll monitor. So I'll have a probe in it to get it to like 110 degrees, 105 degrees internally, but it soaks up all this flavor from the smoke. And then I'll pop it on the propane uh, grill when it's like 600 degrees, sear it, get it to like 135, take it off like medium rare, rare. That way it has the smoke and the sear. Chef's kiss. A little chimichurri. We're all over the map tonight and I love it. This is going to be a good listen. A little chimichurri. Oh, yeah. I know you like big yourself fan. some chimichurri. Big fan of that. Yeah. I'm a big sauce guy. Like even when it comes to like french fries, give me all the ketchup. I haven't dabbled with the chimichurri at all. Oh yeah, it's a good, need it's to. a good one. Chimichurri is good to have on hand. Like obviously good to make it fresh, but if you just have some that you like that's already made, if you ever overcook a steak, a steak, just throw some salt, like chimichurri on it, and it's so good. And you, no one will ever yeah. complain because you're like, oh, the flavors are really good. You said if I ever overcook a steak, that's adorable. Well, I, you thing. called my I grill would ever do that. so I wasn't sure if I've never overcooked a steak. Probably because you never cooked one. That's not true. I make a very good tri-tip. Thank you. Tri-tips are so California. Costco tri Fresno? Not anymore. Sacramento boy. Actually, you thought it's funny is I'm neighbor. We are all over the map today, literally and figuratively. I'm like neighbors with Logan Webb's family now out oh, here cool. in Rockland. Yeah. So I'm like a Logan Webb super fan now. We're like sure. bros. We used to practice together. We used to throw bullpen sessions together. Now we're neighbors. <laughs> No big deal. Did you teach him anything? I mean, it taught him his sinker, his slider, his changeup. I mean, his body type. Yeah, like I get half of his paycheck because. Okay, let's move on. All right, let's actually get to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you mentioned new rules that are going to be into effect come next season. Did you see the minor league kid? And I, I apologize, I don't have his name. The Midland Rockhounds. Yeah. Was in the box. Well, hit a I almost felt like the umpire was like having mercy on him after that swing he took. It was bad. It was it was like a oh god, excuse me. Oh, I can't stop. Uh, that's a ball, but I'm gonna keep swinging so I don't snap my wrist in half. Yeah. And the count's now one and two. He maybe had one foot out of the box for a second and a half, maybe maybe just to reset because he just took the worst swing of his life. Right. This is professional ball, and he took like a really awful swing, which happens. Mm-hmm. He literally, it's not like he walked around like putting like pine tar on his bat. He had one foot out of the box for one second. It was like 1.5 seconds. It was nothing. Stepped in, rung him up, go sit in the truck, chief. That was brutal, and it's terrible for the game, and that can't happen because no one there wants to see that they want to see the kid hit a ball in the gap and run or the pitcher blows doors off and and strike them out because it's baseball you don't get people out by having them step out of the box come on 
It was Jordan Diaz of the Midland Rockhounds. It was automatic strike with a 2-2 count because it wasn't, quote, ready for the pitch fast enough. That's all part of the new rule. The pitcher wasn't even ready to throw. I know. In class AA, pitchers have to deliver the pitch within 14 seconds with the bases empty. 18 AAA. seconds with AAA the runner. Triple A, too. It's and, a, so that's a dumb rule. And they have they limit the amount of times you can pick off. And if you pick off one extra time, they call it a, a balk, I think. I think the so, point of the rule is to get rid of the egregious Sergio Romos of the world, where they take a lap around the mound, or the egregious hitters that wipe off the batting gloves and put more pine tar on and say, yeah, but there's not their rituals. Everybody bitches about that, but there's not that many guys. There's minor not. league games fly because you know why? The longer you're in a minor league game, the darker it gets and the lights are dog shit and you can't see the seams on the ball. So they're like, let's go before it's 8 30, 9 o'clock at night. And I have no chance of getting a hit off that guy coming out of the arm barn throwing 107. As a pitcher, you love that. Yeah, those lights are bad. They're bad. But my point is, is that I think it's actually good for the game to get rid of the egregious. Yeah, but I think there's like a 20-second clock. Like, I don't think you need a 14. 14's fast. I've heard a lot of pitchers be like, dude, I can't even catch my breath. And, and also, it's taken, in away, that... it's taken away the strategic side of, of pitching because you're just like, I get the ball. Okay, that's a sign. Fuck it. I'm throwing it because I don't have time to shake because I have I read that swing. Because if I if I if I don't throw this ball in the next two seconds, then he's gonna ball me and it's gonna be ball four, even though it's a full count against their best hitter. And my catcher called the wrong pitch, but I don't have a chance to shake to change up or shake the fastball in because I don't have time. That's not baseball, dude. You wanna watch something fast? Go watch horse races or something. Like go watch greyhound races. Baseball, you have to think. That's part of it. I'm sorry if you're bored because you want to play on your iPad in the stands. It's not our fault. Quit fucking with our game. Sorry. I'm done. It do, pace of play is a thing. I get that. I agree. It needs to be better. 14 seconds is too fast. I agree. Play well, what you want in the stands, to... but if you have never played the game, shut up. I agree with that. What I was trying to say is that pace of play needs to improve. And how do we do that? We don't condemn guys for taking one step out of the box and getting back in there, such as Diaz here and with double A or whatever, single yeah. A or whatever. Especially like play. have some, just like have some feelings, right. have some of the game and be like, man, he just took a really bad swing. He, he's pissed. He was clearly like fooled by the pitch. Give him a sec to get his bearings and, and, and get back in the box and finishes it bat because that's baseball. I, I want to make this clear too, though, is that only that pitch was shown in the video. So only the swing and then the automatic strike call. I don't know if Jordan Diaz took a lap three swings before, cause it was a two, two count. That well, matters. He didn't earn it on that pitch though. You're right. That's but all, all I'm saying is that maybe the umpire warned him three times prior. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you get that warning, you better keep your foot in the box. I don't love it either. I don't like the optics of it. I think Diaz got completely screwed. Maybe it was a blessing in disguise, like you said, considering his swing before. But all I'm saying is I think we need a little bit of context, too, because if he was warned, once you're warned, that's your cue. Like, I got to stay in the box. That's the rule. I don't like the rule, but I was warned, and I have to then. I think if you have one foot in the box, it's out. fine. Like. 
I and, agree. And, but the umpire also had a second to realize, okay, his foot was out of the box. He didn't bang him right there when his foot was out of the box. He took his foot out of the box for a second, got back in, already had the bat up looking at the pitcher, ready to hit, and the umpire banged him. So, Which actually takes longer because you stop the game. Exactly. Exactly. You say Ben Joyce for Tennessee throwing 105.5. What were you saying earlier before? Oh, I saw your, I saw the the list. I saw that at the top of the list of like uh, news or headlines that we were going to talk about. And I was scanning through it because I was getting the, the girls ready for bed. So I was just looking at it quick. And I think Maddie had just like, went top rope and like body slam McKenzie on the floor. So I was like not focused. And I'm like, why are we talking about a radio station? Ben Joyce 105.5 the heat. How was that? Yeah. Peter. I don't have I have a face for radio, not a voice. That's uh, pretty good. You got a little Cody Decker in you. No, 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 no. Yeah. A little I'm bit. Not, I don't have a, he has the voice of God. I don't I don't even try to have that voice because that's it wouldn't be me. <laughs> it's just not I can't do it. But yeah, let's homeboys what's his nickname the volunteer fire firefighter what is it oh i don't know i like that though it's like the vo- he's like the, the volunteer fireman or something because he comes in and puts out the fire. Right. i love that 105 are you kidding me that's not well it came up as 106 because it was 105.5 the volunteer fireman it's funny man like i look at baseball now when i was a kid i used to tell myself okay all i have to do is throw 90 and i'll have a shot you know getting drafted or or whatever yeah but i'm 25 now so people that are hitting the big leagues now are generally 24 25 years old and i'm like i don't think 90 would have done it for me like i would have had to throw 100 to even have a shot if you throw 90 you have to be like super spin super deceptive attack angle and like be like joe ryan like have a nasty like you know what i mean where it looks filthy but when you're six six, it's not going to be deceptive as the guy who's five eleven. I have a hell of a stat for you. So you saw Clayton Kershaw broke the Dodgers all time strikeout yeah. record, right? He Good was round. like on the mound, dude. He was like, "Okay, thanks." He like tipped his cat, and he got back on the mound. And the umpire and the catcher were like, "Nope, you're going to take your time and enjoy this." And he's like, "Let's go!" Like he just wanted to pitch. Oh, wrong hand, lefty. Just wanted to pitch. And uh, but that's who he is, man. That's what I like. That's what I love about Kershaw is he's like. I don't want the attention. Thanks. I know it's cool. I'm like passing Sandy Kovax and all these guys, but um, can I get this guy out? Because I need to, I need to get this next guy out. A lot of people don't remember his 2016 season because he got injured at one point and he only made 21 starts. And so he finished fifth in Cy Young voting for no reason other than he missed some time, but he was 12 and four, a 1.69 ERA. And get this, Brooksy. 172 strikeouts, 11 walks. Yeah. 172 that was, that, was, that was 16 or 15? That was 16. That was 16. That's, that was in tw- Wait, he had 172 strikeouts in 21 games? 149 innings. Dear God. People, like, that might be Kershaw's greatest single season, but not as many will remember it because he didn't win Cy Young because he missed some time due to injury. But he that won was his, uh, he heard his back. Was it his back? I think he heard his back. It's probably his back. I, I forget. I mean, he's had a few injuries. Over yeah, the year, so carrying the team. 169 year rate, 172 Ks. I couldn't believe when I saw the 11 walks. I was just looking through his stat page when he broke the record, and that was like, wow, 11 oh. walks. That's nuts. It, that's a, that strikeout to walk ratio. 
15.64. Is that good? Hey, speaking of Kevin Gosman. Yeah. 41 strikeouts, no walks, no homers, and what, 32, 31 and two-thirds innings? The only guy, only other guy who has done what he's doing was Cy Young. You know the guy they named the award after? I guess pretty good. I'm still trying to I'm still trying to figure out the player that was named MVP. But Cy Young was uh you didn't get my dad joke. It's fine. I get it. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out our your hanger joke from last week. Yeah, we'll we'll work on that. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Gosman. Have you watched Gosman pitch? He was with San Francisco last year. I watched no, have you start. watched him this year? Yeah, I watched his last start against Houston. Or yeah, it was Houston. Boston. No. His last oh, his last start. His last, his last start. start. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then he he was Boston, Boston before that. Right. Um, his split is unbelievable. I know. And I That's have something. Huh? That's why he's one of my favorites because I was a I was a splitter guy. Okay. I'm a sucker for. He's him. thrown his splitter 112 times this year, only five hits, and the average average launch angle on the split negative 11. So guys are just pound. If you're lucky, one of the lucky ones to touch it. You just pound it into the plate. But um, he throws a circle, another... too. He oh, throws oh, a circle oh, oh, I got something. You're going to love this. This is going to blow your mind. So I reached out to Gosman. It was just like, dude, what's up with this split? It's nasty. I knew him from the past. Like, he was in Baltimore, so we were in the same uh, division for a long time, and we were just friendly. And I was like, dude, you're fucking nasty. Like, what's going on? What's the deal with this split? And he's like, man, you hear something crazy? I don't throw my split in between starts. He doesn't throw it in bullpens. He doesn't play catch. He doesn't throw his split even one time between starts because it gives him a really bad blister if he uh, throws it too much. That makes sense. We had those blister issues for years mm-hmm. because he threw it too much, and he figured out that's what it was from, so he quit practicing it. I need a ball to demonstrate here. So I want to ask, different. next his- time you talk to Goss, I want you to ask him if he grips his splitter across the ball or if he actually grips it on the seams no he's like in between the seams because the reason i ask is because when i you can throw a better go, splitter go, look up his grip right now it's weird it's it almost looks like he has a circle it, it, his fingers aren't split it's like split but like one of them is like it looks like a circle on the inside and it's mm. a split look it up the reason i i will i'll ask rob pitching ninja so it, if you look at it on the inside it's almost making a circle like a circle change but then it, it's like wedged in in there, you know, like a split. But it's not a normal like split like that. He has his finger curled like, and I'm guessing that just kind of helps it die like out the side of his hand. I don't know. It's different. He's got, he's got Devin Williams airbender uh, movement to it. You know what I mean? Bro, it is. It's special what he's doing right now. The reason I asked is because I used to, I could throw a better splitter when I gripped it on the seams itself, but it would give me blisters. Now, if I gripped it on the non-seam, you know, would you leave it up though? Like I leave it up. You just don't get as much, you don't get as much, uh, torque. You know what I mean? A split is a, it's a fear, right? Like you have to really throw it a lot to trust it. So the fact that he doesn't practice it at all. And it's his, it's the best. It's like one of the best pitches in baseball right now. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't want to skip over this, but I do want to mention it. Um, but we're not going to spend too much time on it. Trevor Bauer being suspended for two years. The reason we don't want to touch too much on this is because we don't know the details of the investigation. So we can sit up here and say we completely agree with the suspension or we think the suspension is completely bullshit, but we don't know 
what went on in MLB's investigation. That is being kept confidential. We do know that, that reason. all criminal charges were dropped. Correct. Criminal charges were dropped. Now, two more women came out recently and have accused him of uh, certain things that happened behind closed doors. Again, we don't know the details here. So I'm going to put it on the, I, on the, I on the back burner. I have nothing to say. Yeah. I mean, we don't know yet. So we don't know the details. So we don't feel right really touching on it. But that is happening. Two years, uh, Trevor Bauer will be on the shelf, will not be allowed to play in Major League Baseball. Do you think that is – so I, I'll say something. I'm not going to say whether I agree or disagree. I just think that it is a very, very firm punishment by the league by looking at past issues. Agreed. Um, just Marcelo Zuna, to, to be exact. So Marcelo Zuna had a cast on his hand because he, he broke his hand or wrist or something. He got hit by a pitch, I think, uh, beginning of last season. And he punched his wife in front of a cop. Like, the cops were there. Like, they saw it. Marcelo Zuna's playing baseball this year. So I just, a little consistency, but like you said, there's a lot of stuff we obviously don't know. So it's I'm not so going to get, I'm not going to get into it, whether I agree or disagree. I just thought the inconsistencies to suspensions were a little weird. I know Manfred, uh, I know Bauer didn't really cooperate with the league. I know uh, he's been very outspoken against the league and the commissioner Manfred. Um, so it almost just seems like some beef between Manfred and him because I don't know all the details, obviously. So I, I mean, anything sexual harassment or putting your hands on a woman in the wrong way, I condone, I have two daughters and you did not condone, right? Right, right. That's yes. Obviously. I don't want to correct you. Yeah. But I mean, I've obviously I've never been for that, but now with two girls like it pisses me the fuck off like it it i literally get angry when i see this because if that happened to me and that like something happened to my like someone i'm probably going to jail because i'm beating the living shit out of somebody <laughs> you know what i mean like so it's not a, it's not a, a subject to that we should take lightly and i don't know all the details here so i'm not going to get too deep in it but um two years that's a lot that's probably his career. Like, he's probably done. He's going to appeal it. We will stay tuned to hear the news there. And uh, like you said, he's not well-liked by the league, by the media. He's upset a lot of people during his journey. That said, I don't personally think that should play a part in it. It should be completely objective. We'll see if it is objective. We'll see where his I just, career is. I feel like there has to be something that just hasn't publicly come out. But I feel like the league is very good at backing up their moves. And this is a very big move. And I'm kind of interested why nothing has come out more but there were all of a sudden there was all of a sudden another girl that came out the exact day or two more girls within a day and then the next day after the suspension so the league had that in their pocket i'm guessing they were like okay now we'll release it because this backs up our our move but i'll have to see the details there let's transition into a buy or sell brooksy like i said got some teams that are on the come up got some teams that are succeeding and not a lot of people expected them to. For example, let's start it right out with the buy or sell. Are you buying the Marlins stock market right now? Or are you selling them? Because the Marlins right now are in second place in the National League East. I, so I'm actually, I, I really like the Marlins. I think they have a good pitching staff. I think they're exciting. Um, but 
I can't buy them just because of the division they're in. It's fair. So I think they have a good team, I, but I don't think they're going to uh, – I just don't – they're not going to hang up there with the Mets, the Phillies. Even Atlanta, I think, turns it around. They just got to coon you back. Um, I think they're going to be okay. But I don't see them finishing in the top three in this division. I just don't see them having a longevity to how they're playing baseball right now. I mean, they're 12 and nine right now. They've won eight of 10. So they're hot right now. They're hot. So um, they're a good ball club and they make that division that much tougher. And now you just can't go to Miami. So let's say you're the Mets or the Braves or the Phillies and you're thinking, man, like we have to win every series or we're going to miss the playoffs, even with the bigger uh, playoff structure. Like, that division is really tough. So now there's one last team that you can take your foot off the brake or the accelerator. Like you have to stay on the gas. Miami will beat you. They're really good. And then their, their pitching staff has been really good. Yeah. For that reason, I'm buying him as a competitor. I'm not necessarily buying him as a contender for the NL East. Oh, I'm buying him as a competitor for, for sure. sure. I thought you meant like buy or sell. Like, is this a playoff team? No, I think it. Yeah. I mean, that's more so what I meant. I just, I believe yeah, this team. I, I can agree to buy them as a, a competitor. You have a really good defensive catcher in Stallings. You got Jazz that's electric every single time he takes a field. You got his Unless blue hair back. Do you see that? Huh? His blue hair is back. I know. I like it. That's, that's, yeah, he's going to be exciting. You pick up Nelly Cruz at the deadline. Sander Bogarts. Did I say that? Can I say that on here? You can say whatever you want. Um, that rotation I mean, though, Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, Hernandez, Jesus Lazardo finally found it. We knew he was going to find it. If the, it back time. to your Bogart thing, if he doesn't pick it, if the team doesn't, Bogey's raking, he's still hitting like 370. Mm-hmm. Um, his approach plays with the dead balls because he's a line drive guy, he's not a big air it out homer guy. Um, but if they don't pick it up, because that division's really good too. That's a real thing. Like he could get moved. That sucks because they have a safety valve of uh, Trevor Story playing short. So, are you buying or selling? That's a good point. I actually didn't think about that. But you have some big prospect infielder that could be coming up too, maybe. But yeah, what about Jeter uh, Downs? Tristan uh, Cassis. He's a first yeah. baseman. He's a first okay. baseman, big donkey, like hits tanks. But he's been struggling lately. But he he hit a homer today, I think. So, are you buying he's or a- selling the Seattle Mariners? Dude, I like the Mariners a lot. How about that I'm whole buying, division? I'm dude, buying that. the Mariners. I think I think last year they're not even playing like great baseball right now. They're 12 and 10. They're mm-hmm. they've won they're five and five in their last 10 games. Obviously, this is on Monday night. So um if you're listening to this on Tuesday, that's that could change a little bit. But um, I'm buying them. I'm buying them. I like this team. I like JP Crawford. He's starting to figure it out. Ty France rakes. Um I like their manager. I like just the feel in that stadium. And now they have this belief in themselves after almost getting in last year, making that push at the end. Logan Gilbert has been unbelievable. Right? He's been a stud. We got Robbie Ray over there. Two earned runs for Gilby. I know. All year and five stars. I don't know much about their bullpen. Their bullpen was one of the best in the league last year. Last year. But I don't know much about them. I haven't paid much attention to them this year. They lost. Shoot. One of their bullpen arms, they lost to injury just before the season, but they still got Diego Castillo, who you probably remember from Tampa Bay. They got Paul Seawald, who's nasty. 
I'm gonna see Walt Vegas guy. Uh, second Rider got some stuff. Wait, that's a kid from the guys. Marlins. That was a hundred, right? Second Rider. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's in Miami. A while he was back. with Miami. Get a big guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, they got some dudes. Okay. I like it. And not to mention too, like Kellenick hasn't gotten going. He's hitting 141. Like he's really struggling. And Bro, Julio he did that last year, and then he picked it up the last month. Julio is finally starting to find it. He's leading the league in stolen bases, so he's got the speed, but he hit his first dinger in Miami. I saw his homer yesterday, right? 450 feet, and the guy can swipe. He has nine. I didn't go 450. That's what they said. See, StatCast doesn't even realize how soft these balls are. <laughs> that, dude, that ball landed in the bullpen. And uh, Solaire hit a ball that went supposedly 452, like two feet further, and it was like on the platform. Same area, like left center, same stadium, same game. These balls are messed up. By the way, another thing Trout told me was they have, they've been throwing multiple balls out uh, of the game because they have dents in them. Mm. Stupid. Figure it out. Anyways, who's next? But the Rocks. Um, Dude, their offense has been freaking really good. Uh, their Babbitt's been crazy, too. So um, they're Jake a team Rome. who's – what? CJ Crone leading the league in homers. How many does he have? Ten? Eight? eight? Nine? Oh, the National League then, because Rizzo has nine. That's true. You're right. He's leading the um, National League in RBIs and home runs. How many National. how many stakes does he have? He's got eight homers, 21 ribs. He's been He's got 21 stakes. Jesus. What I have at the All Star break. Absolute steal. Two year, fifteen million dollars for the Rockies. Yeah, they struck gold there, but it's early. It and is another thing you got to pay attention to. Colorado man, it's hard to stay healthy. That's why I'm not buying them. Because we they had the third best record home record in the National League last year. We know they can win games at home. They have yet to really go on the road. And once they go on the road and show that they can win ball games on the road, then I'll be impressed. I'm not buying them. You're buying I mean, them? You can buy them as a competitive team like the Marlins, but they're in a division that is loaded. Like we always know. I need more. Diego, San Diego's type of the leader now, too. Hmm? Their strength of schedule has not been great. They've beat up on the Pirates, the Reds right. twice. Yeah. When they start having to play these divisional games, we're going to find out a lot more. They lost about two or three to the Dodgers, two or three to the Giants. They need to. But you know what, though? Last year, their Achilles heel was losing to teams like the Pirates, Diamondbacks, and Rockies. So they're beating up on the bad teams, which is what they need to do. Are you buying or selling the Minnesota Twins, the first place Minnesota Twins? You know what? If you would asked me this uh, 10 days ago, I would have said sell. But right now, I'm buying. Buxton's healthy, so you're buying. Buxton's healthy. And the White Sox are torn to shreds right now. Yeah. White Sox are hurt. Their pitching's hurt. They're not playing well. Um, Cleveland is just like, eh. They're, eh. They've lost, what, seven of their last ten? Yeah. What the A's? At it. I like Detroit. I thought Detroit would be better. Last place, Detroit. No, they're not. Oh, they're tied for, tied for last. Tied for last. Tied for last. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm buying them. As long as Buxton's healthy, Buxton's healthy and Correa's starting to heat up. He had a slow start, and he's Ryan's starting. At, to... They get the top era in, in baseball, I think, or in the American League, right? They're starting rotation, I should say. The starters, yeah. They're starters. Ryan, 
I think Gray got hurt, but uh, oh, Angels, um, former Angel, starting pitcher. I'm blanking. Came over from Bundy. Baltimore. Bundy. Bundy. Yeah, like he's throwing three, four miles per hour slower than his – he used to be a 95, 96 guy. Now he's throwing 89, Dude, 90. And he's I was in – I was facing him on a backfield in a spring training game one time when he just got drafted. He was like 18 or 19 years old. 96? 100. Really? 100. It was before he had Tommy John. He's Man. three and one with a two nine five right now. He's got nineteen punches and twenty one in the third innings. And then Dude, Joe Ryan. We're gonna start seeing guys like. I think we're gonna start seeing the game cycle back at some point because when you throw ninety miles an hour with movement and you spot like you're an anomaly right now. Everyone else throws ninety five to hundred gas straight fastball. There's some guys with run, but hard slider. Like if you can move it around and throw five pitches you're different. You're going to be a lot harder for me to game plan against and have a good approach against than a guy who just throws gas. I'm not buying this wins. Who's going to win that division? You're just a White Sox. Lance Lynn's going to come back. Dylan Cease is phenomenal. Dylan Cease was filthy today. They need to take the collar and leash off of Kopech and let him go. I agree. I I mean, I picked the White Sox to uh, win that division, but I don't know if they're going to stay healthy, man. I don't know about your boy mikey and uh shohei you got to be buying or you know buying, yeah, buying them first I'm place buying. los angeles angels at 15 and 9 i'm buying them because shohei hasn't even gotten going yet and they're still balling because they taylor ward got... dude is he still hitting like 390 it's player of the week he should be he'd be player of the month the best best player on the angels is not mike trout or shohei otani what if i told you that Mike, no, Mike Trout is way better than him, actually. Not last week. He didn't win player of the week. Doesn't matter. He didn't need another watch. The league OPS. You, you want to see what you get for player of the week? Hold on. Go ahead. I'm listening. Did you get one? Two. Wow. You see my medals back here for uh, student student uh, student oh, awards spell, for spelling bee. Spelling, spelling bee. <laughs> Look. That's pretty cool. Is it a Rolex? No, they're not. They're not forking out Rolex. Uh, no chance. I don't know who makes it. I don't know. It just has American League in it. That's cool. Yeah. You want to send me one? The Angels, by the way. So the league average this year for OPS across the league is 672. The Angels have nine different players with a 672 OPS. I saw. I, did you tweet that? Yes. I saw that. That was really good. That was really good. Trout, Trout's still over like eleven hundred. I think he, I think he had a bad day today because Cease was punching his ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went the uh, golden sombrero. He had four. Watch him. He had three against Cease, and then he struck out once more. Is he sick? Yeah, he's. Get he right. some bad pizza, bad Chicago deep dish. Mets. Oh, first place Mets. Of course, I'm buying. No Degrom. Okay, here's here's the thing. The the Mets last night Scherzer threw didn't have his he came out punched out the first five guys and I was like oh let me settle in in this recliner real quick real <laughs> quick because he's about to throw a perfect game like his stuff was that good and then Schwarber was like see it me and like smoked him into the into the bullpen comes up hits a second one Harper takes him deep 
I mean, they scored four runs off three homers, but that's all they got. Scherzer was nasty, but here's the difference with the Mets. The last three years, they've had good pitching, right? Their bullpen's been shaky, but they've had good starting pitching the last few years, but their offense didn't do shit. Dude, their offense is like the second best offense in baseball right now. They're hitting 262 as a team. Getting on base, that's, too. Right, and, and they're playing in New York. Like, it's still cold. They're giving credit to guys like Canna and Starling Marte and Eduardo Escobar because these guys. And get- let's not forget because we crushed him all year. Francisco Lindor is back. Hell yeah. Did you see, did you watch his, uh, when he was mic'd up last night when he was playing? I hated it, but yes. Why do you hate that? I don't love guys being, I'm okay micing him up, but don't ask him questions. Mike, okay. all the players. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Those players, it's it's optional. They know, they they can say no. I know. I'm not and mad at they the, also they... say no no no. Hear me out because I had this conversation with people. Then they also say, Are you comfortable fielding questions? Or do you just want to wear a mic and then we can just like show a segment later of what you're doing and like chop it up, you know, edit it and show moments. They have that option. The player said, Yes, I want to. And thank God, because it is so cool, because he's talking to uh, second baseman. What's his name? Guillerme? What's it? Guillerme. Yeah, he's like uh, obbling some Espanol to him. And um, <laughs> and uh, Ed, Eddie, uh, why am I blanking? Who's doing the game? Eduardo Perez was like, all right, what'd you say? And he's like, oh, we're like, we're talking about the ball up the middle. Like, do I go behind him? Does he come in? That is peeling back the layers of the game. And kids watching this or even grownups watching this are like, shit, I didn't know that. Like, that's really cool. Or he's like, you know, says something to him and they're like pointing in the sky. Like, what'd you tell him there? And he's like, oh, like when the sun's going down, it's twilight. He was looking for the word twilight and he didn't know it. But he was like, when it's twilight, the balls, fly balls go up and they disappear. So we just say like, you know, call them out. Let's communicate. Like just little things like that help grow the game, dude. Like that's I'm not arguing stuff. It was I, so I, I, cool. And then he's like talking to, oh, I'm almost done. I'm fired up about this because it was so fun. It was so cool. He's a superstar and he's talking about Max Scherzer and how you can't talk to him on game day because he's a psychopath and he can't look him in the eyes because he looks like a Porter Collie. And boom, Reese Hoskins hits a two hop screamer at him. You hear the ball off the bat and then you hear the ball in his glove. Boom, turns to double play. He's talking shit. I fucking loved it. It was so fun. Okay, go. I'm done. Sorry. 102 off the bat, by the way. I, I can't argue anything you just said. I support everything you just said. Like, I agree with everything. And just stop there. I don't like the distraction, that's all. They have the option. It's great for the game. I know. It is. I'm saying I don't like that Frankie agreed to do it, is what I'm saying. I want my players to completely focus in on the game. So, I've yet to see anybody mic'd up make a bad play while they're mic'd up. I've seen Mark Canna mic mic'd up when he was with the A's two years ago, I believe it was, and put up a pretty yikes of an at bat. They mic'd him up while he's batting. I'm okay with micing up got mic up guys as much as you want. Mic them all up. I right. don't love them asking the questions in your ear. That's all. Because they if ask, hitting, you know, like okay, okay. Oh, do I you can agree the, with you know, I can agree with the hitting. best get the best hair on the team. Frankie, and then 102 miles per hour ground ball. Defense is one thing hitting. I Don't ask me questions while I'm hitting. I think defense is fine. Even as a shortstop, I'm like, I think it's okay. 
And I thought it was really cool that he got a ball smoked at him and rolled a double play while he was talking. It's great for the game. I can't argue that. It's awesome content. I can't argue that. You know what? We were going to do panic meter, but we bullshitted so much on this podcast. We don't have time for it. So let me ask you, let me ask you one more buy or sell. Your foes, the Bronx Bombers. Best record in the league. I said, because everything I say is right. If you haven't caught on to that yet, catch up. I said, it's Aaron Judge's contract year. This is the Yankees year to win a division. And so far that's proving true. Best record in the league at 16 and six. If they're healthy, which they are right now, I, I buy, I buy. Um, their pitching is very good right now. Their, their fifth starter, Nestor Cortez, is dealing with a 1-3. Like, that's how good they are right now. Um, they're playing good defense. They're not – I mean, they lead – they're first in the league in home runs per game at, like, 1.4. So, but they hit homers. That's what they do, especially in that stadium. Anthony Rizzo leads the league and not with nine homers. Uh, Judge right behind him with eight, and he's hitting 300. Um, but they're like, I think, I don't know, fifth or sixth in runs per game. I'm trying to remember. They're scoring runs. They're second. They're like second in batting average. So, I mean, they're doing it all. They're, they're, they're scoring. They're getting knocks. They're hitting homers, and they're pitching, man. And they're healthy. If they're healthy, they are uh, going to be the team to beat in the American League. Update from Canada: Yankees are now seventeen and six. They just beat the Blue Jays three to two. The Blue Jays are a very good club too. It's a statement win right there. You know, like oh, the Blue Jays sure. are the the like Blue Jays are like the new kid in school. You know, when you, when you were in school, did all the middle school mostly like the girls? There's this new kid in school, and all the girls are like, "Oh my gosh, he's so cute." But it's like, you know, all the guys are like, well, he's just new. You know, he's just like a new kid. He just transferred over from. That's how people feel about the Blue Jays, what you're saying. Yeah. And I like the Blue Jays. I'm not saying that the Blue Jays won't go on to win the World Series. I'm just saying, like, they're the new kid in school. People are getting behind that. And this is kind of like a statement win for the Yankees. Yeah. In Toronto. That's, that's 10 in a row, too. That's hard to do in the big leagues. It's hard to win five games in a row. Glaber went yard. If Glaber gets going, my gosh, like, <laughs> one through nine. I think where did Glaber play today? DH? Second base. What about LeMayhew? Third. Who started on the mound for the Blue Jays? I'm just trying to figure out why they constructed the lineup that way. It had to have been a lefty. Stripling. Oh, it was a righty Stripling. Stripling loves to give it up. Like the Donaldson DH. Oh, Donaldson DH. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Okay. I think they're giving Donaldson a day off for his legs, maybe. Old man, old man, Donnie. Old man, Donnie. Hey, man. We don't have time for panic meter. So you know what? We're just going to have to do another episode later this week. I'm down. Maybe it'll change my answers because I didn't not like what I was going to have to say about the Red Sox. Can the Red Sox go on a 10-game win streak in two days? We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> in two days? We'll have to wait and see. Um, They need to. We'll save that episode because I have a lot to say. You sound concerned. I, will say I, am that. I am I'm concerned with their offense, who was the third best offense in baseball last year, and now they're swinging at everything. Everything. Rosenbag, swing and miss. Okay? Let me just say, I, I already said it, I think, earlier. Was I talking about their chase rate earlier? They're he chasing. Every, they're getting better, but bad luck, too. I think they need 
Ah, I, you know what? No. <laughs> Tune in to our next episode, and we're going to get balls deep in the Red Sox. How about that? Next episode of the Wake and Rave podcast, powered by Swing Juice. I'm back. I did it. Let's go. I did it. Our merch is in the works, by the way. That sounded pretty cool. Merch is in the works. I know. I don't know how I did that without tripping over it, but take it. All right, people. Panic meter. Next episode. See you next time, people.